0: I think it's a wig. You don't think it's a wig, I think it's a wig. You think Dr. Curdle Jr. is wearing a wig? Yes. Or do you think Nikolai is wearing a wig? Yes to both. You think Dr. Curdle Jr. I in Canon know. is wearing a wig? I don't know! You think Dr. Curdle Jr. wakes up in the morning and says, Time to put on my wig? Yes. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast, brought to you by the Afficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 26-year-old actor and artist. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas. And I remember way too many details that no one else cares about. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And our fun fact for this episode is uh what is the best part about going to a festival um and other than the sacrificial other than the, yeah. uh, watching people die yeah um my favorite part of a festival is the food that's a really good answer thank you so much i feel like i'm kind of a picky eater but um i would describe you as that yeah, yeah so you I, will try anything once though and i do respect that yeah. about you so like Basically, there's a lot of options, and I will choose, like, two or three of them, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then whatever I have ends up being good, though, you know? You know what I kind of consider a festival, and it doesn't make any sense, but, like, go with me? World Showcase? Interesting. Because they have all sorts of different food. I... I don't know if having different food makes it a festival, because I feel like a festival implies that it is, like, it happens occasionally. But they t-
1: they do have the festival of food and wine.
0: Food and wine is a festival.
1: And that is my
0: favorite festival. Yeah.
1: If we were going to name favorite festivals, I would say, ah, uh, food and wine. Food and wine. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 32-year-old artist and writer. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. And my favorite part of a festival is like the stuff that you can buy. Mm. I love a good merch area. Like a market. Yeah. I love a market. I love a merch area, especially if like the things are like handmade or hand designed or mm-hmm. something. Like I hate capitalism, but boy, am I good at being a consumer. Mm-hmm. So when you're shopping at a festival, you don't even have to feel bad about it because it's all from like, you know, it's something people made. Yeah. That's not capitalism. That's just beautiful. <laughs> uh,
0: and Sam is not with us for this episode. Um, she is here, but she recently got a new job, and it's taking up a lot of, of her time. Um, yeah, and she's working her butt off. Yeah, and so we thought it would be totally fine if she uh, just sat out for a couple episodes here for this five-episode um, journey. And after watching last night's episode, I think that was I think the right fine. choice. Yeah, I, think, um, I think she escaped... Something that we now have to live through. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know she can make an appearance on the hundredth episode because not only is it the hundredth episode of Riverdale, but it's also the hundredth hundredth episode of this podcast, which is like kind of embarrassing. No, that's really embarrassing. I'm gonna let it happen. Like yeah. we've made 288 episodes by the end of the year, we will have made 288 episodes in all of all of our podcasts, and so many and a of the, hundred yeah. of those. Yeah, a hundred of those, almost like over a third. Of those have been Riverdale
1: episodes so you know what I'm yeah. at peace with though uh-huh at least they're not the hundred yeah you know because that would be embarrassing
0: well there are 100 episodes of the hundred so as soon as we finish the hundred then we will also have done 100 episodes of the hundred yeah
1: but it's not like with Riverdale it's like it's embarrassing but mm-hmm. it's funny embarrassing yeah with with the hundred it's just like oh, oh we spent our time on that yeah yeah yeah. Today we have word to say about episode 601 of Riverdale. Welcome
0: to Rivervale. So, uh <laughs> okay. it is a reference to Welcome to Night Vale, um which is Didn't pick up on that. a significantly better piece of media than whatever is going on in this show. Uh yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, so Welcome to Nightvale is a podcast presented as a radio show for the fictional town of Nightvale, which is reporting on the strange events that occur within it. And the series was created in 2012 by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner. I have listened to every single episode of Welcome to Nightvale, so I feel pretty, um, I, ha- I have an authority to speak on it, yeah, I feel. Yeah, you're qualified. Yeah. yeah. All right, Brittany. So the next thing we are doing is Toot or Boot.
1: <laughs> I, I feel like it's impossible to do Toot or Boot from this because I don't know what this is yet. Yeah. But I'm gonna give it a newt. Mm -hmm. I didn't- I definitely didn't hate it. A lot of people hated it. I didn't because I was entertained the entire time, and that's my barometer for Mm -hmm. Riverdale. Mm -hmm. But I don't quite understand what's happening yet, so I couldn't fully lean into the insanity. Sure. Sure.
0: I'm going to give it a boot because I didn't have a good time. Even when they were doing all of the weird stuff with Archie and Betty and you were like, this is stupid. Yeah. Like, I mean, and we're going to talk about it later, but like the, amount ima- it's like every single person had to have a sex scene in this episode or like at Except least talk Alice about it. Alice and Frank and I'm like, what the I hell? I know, but at least like they were still also talking about it, you know? And so it was just like, it was, t- I was like, seriously? I'm every so sorry. Time. I'm getting a phone call from my pop. Hi, Poppy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so you gave it a boot. Yes, I did give it a boot because I was confused and, um, people were talking about sex too much and I know that's just a me problem because I'm a sex-repulsed asexual person, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't like it and I don't- I think- What about, I, like, plot-wise? I was confused the whole time. Yeah. 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 Um and it really only at the very end did it start to like sort of come into focus what's going on. But until then I was confused. So when I was watching the first time I just I wasn't having a good time to be honest.
1: I I agree with all of that because like our personal preferences and storytelling when they're both like sort of bad you're just like, okay.
0: Yeah. So. I did write a list of things about this episode that I liked. Okay. It is 3 things long. Go ahead. Uh Alice and Frank Mm-hmm. Jughead playing Rod Serling. That was genuinely good. Uh, and the fact that Dr. Curtle Jr. was in it. With a wig on. Yeah. Are you sure? I don't know. I'm like- Is well, well, that is real hair? I don't know. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's not good. I don't really care for it. We are going to try a new format uh, for doing the episodes. Um, and if it doesn't end up working out, then we will um, next year at the beginning of- yeah, we're gonna Once try for the five and done, then whatever. Then, then we'll see how we feel about it. So, uh, we covered this episode chronologically. It's seeming like we might have to do that for all of these episodes, uh, mm-hmm. since they're seemingly ending up in their own sort of AU. And so really quickly, we are going to summarize, uh, what happened in each of our parts, uh, straight up off the top of our head. It's, it's gonna what be really we remember. It's really funny. And then we're gonna be going into more detail after. So that's what we're trying with this new format. Yeah. Okay. So I did part one, um, and what happened in part one is basically Jughead is narrating, like, what's going on, um, and it's really confusing, uh, because you can't tell what's supposed to be in this alternate universe and what's, like, what from canon has come over to this alternate universe and what hasn't, and it's, so it's kind of confusing. It's basically the Twilight Zone. Mostly what you need to know is that, like, Cheryl still isn't in with Riverdale, except it's Rivervale. There are, like, uh, creepy sacrifices going on that is implied that Cheryl is part of that. Um, she's still mad about the maple groves, and they're going to plant maple trees everywhere, because now they're not getting revenue from Cheryl's maple groves anymore. And also Cheryl, like, everyone else is having various issues, including Jughead and Tabitha feeling like they're infested by bugs in their new apartment, and uh, Betty is, turns out, not producing viable eggs, so she's, like, Barren or sterile, and
1: apparently she and Archie are serious enough that they're going to have that children. They're going to have children
0: slash talk about getting married. And Cheryl is going around and seeing all of pe- uh, all of everybody's like various problems that are happening, and is like trying to ask them to help her with her plot. In exchange, she will fix their problems. And I have a lot of um complaints about that. And honestly, I think it, this is really just set up for what happens in part two. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, most of part one is just sitting around being confused and being like, what's going on?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. and then also um, baby Anthony has colic and uh, so fangs and Tony are struggling with that.
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. And then in part two, um, so a bunch of weird stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Veronica and Reggie have some trouble in paradise. It's weird. Yeah. Um, Betty and Archie develop a pregnancy kink. I mean, it's true. Yeah. Alice and Frank, like, want to be together, but they can't be together because of tragedy. Mm-hmm. And basically all of this culminates in a maple festival that Cheryl throws at Thornhill because she's like, look, Riverdale, I'm nice. Everything's fine. I didn't destroy all of the new maple saplings you planted. Ha 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 ha. And, um, Archie wins a bunch of the comp, like the competitions at the Maple Festival, but it turns out that he's supposed to win them, and everyone at the festival was in on getting him to win them, and so at the end, Betty beats Archie at axe throwing, and they're like, oh, she's the Maple Queen, and Archie's like, but I literally won all the contests, and they're like, Okay, but here's a pie. Mm -hmm. And so they give him this pie, and it's a sin pie, and apparently he eats it and consumes all the sins of Riverdale, and it's like, okay, but Betty, like, feeds it to him while talking about how, like, they're gonna get pregnant, I guess? There's just so much pregnancy kink in this episode. I don't know. I think Roberto was extremely horny when he wrote it. It's just um,
0: every single. It's scene. a deeply horny
1: episode. Yeah, With it, and it's like kind of funny because like it's horny, but there's nothing sexy about it, so mm. it's just kind of awkward to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, like when,
0: when when Betty and Archie are like, "Ooh, gonna get pregnant," and they're gonna, and I'm like, "Y'all are talking about a baby. This is gross.
1: <laughs> it's it's a choice." Like, Betty spends the entire episode as, like, this weird, like, alternate Betty whose yeah. only, like, dream in life is to have Archie's babies. And you're like, I have... I felt the feminism leave you. Yeah. You <laughs> know? Anyway, so all of this culminates in, like, Betty getting kidnapped in the middle of the night. And, like, they call Archie and they're like, Archie, Betty's been kidnapped. And Archie's like, holy shit. So he goes to Thornhill. And um it turns out she wasn't kidnapped. She's in a pretty dress. And so is Cheryl. And basically what this is leading up to is that they have to kill archie yeah and then so they so they kill archie (laughs) because archie is the town sacrifice and so they cut his heart out and cheryl's like look his beating heart and then everyone surrounding them dances
0: yeah it's so stupid i was i didn't like it So so anyway archie's dead now so we're gonna basically I summarized um, uh, each of the scenes and then we'll talk a little bit if we have anything to talk about in those scenes. I'm
1: gonna have some questions. Yeah.
0: Okay. So Jughead narrates this episode like an episode of The Twilight Zone, telling us what everybody's up to. As far as we can tell, this is just some weird alternate universe that has no bearing on the canon. Oh yeah, and we
1: approach this like it's a pilot for a show that we yeah. don't really know anything about. Or because like, <laughs> otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Has no bearing on the canon and certain things are different? I don't know. Uh, Rass said that it was in canon, but that makes no sense. Because then Archie's dead. Uh, anyway, Tony and Fanks are struggling with baby Anthony crying all the time. Tabitha and Jughead are moving in together. Reggie and Ronnie are still together making money. Alice has been ruining her home appliances just so Frank will come over and fix them, but he's not taking the hint. Okay, so So first of all, Jughead in the Twilight Zone. Sorry, I keep bringing up my fan fiction, but Jughead just went on Tower of Terror uh, in my Disney World uh, Riverdale AU, and he loved it. And so I knew that Jughead loved the Twilight Zone. I do
1: feel like there's it's a perfect marriage of genres. Mm -hmm. Jughead in the Twilight Zone feels very
0: organic, and I think that Cole is doing such a good job. Yeah,
1: Cole's killing it. Like he clearly like watched Rod Serling. Mm -hmm. Like he knew he knows what he's doing. He's hitting the beats.
0: I wonder if, and you kind of brought this up, but I wonder if, like, by Ras saying, this is in canon, um, like, this has to have some bearing on the canon. So, like, Jughead is writing short stories, and each of these are a different short story, because it's clear that, like, with the trailer of next episode, whatever was happening in this episode is not continuing on, I don't think.
1: See, I don't think so. I think that it's going to continue on. It just seems like a complete genre shift. Maybe.
0: Like, I, I don't, don't know. know.
1: I mean, it's Riverdale, and the promos are always super
0: misleading. Yeah. It's just that, like, and I know, like, Archie isn't in the trailer. So, like, I don't know. It's just weird to to kill off Archie first, if you're gonna keep doing that. And, like, to kill off Archie first, who's supposed to be, like, I don't know, the main character. Either way, I'm like, to bring this into canon, maybe Jughead's writing something, maybe he's doing that, but it's just like- I think it's, to- ju- I think it's a sequel to Jughead's book. It's just Jughead has not learned his lesson that nobody in your friend group or the people you know like being written about. That's why he changed it to River Vale. So annoying. <laughs> but everybody's still called their normal names. Okay. Okay. So the sign says, you'll never want to leave. It says Rivervale, you'll never want to leave. And that's going to come back later. Everybody's calling Dr. Curdle Jr. Doc Curdle. They do it multiple times. Everyone calls him Doc Curdle. Yeah, why
1: don't they call it? Like, isn't it Dr. Curdle Jr.?
0: Yeah, well, I noticed that he has a name tag and his name tag says Dr. Curdle Jr.
1: Okay, so, so he's still Dr. Curdle He's Kirtle still Dr. Curdle
0: All right. So for Jughead and Tabitha's apartment, they are talking to a real estate agent so, did you buy an apartment? Yeah, I think they
1: bought an apartment. And I'm like, you and what money? Weren't you just having financial? Tro- oh, wait. Yeah, you were just
0: having financial problems, but also this is just, no- yeah. has nothing to do with our established universe. So, never mind. Well, later Tabitha says we can't afford to move after this. So I'm like, why did you buy an apartment? Why aren't you not just renting? This is the first time that you're living with a boyfriend, like she says. I'm just like, this seems like a terrible decision. I don't know. Veronica and Reggie are talking on the phone while on the treadmill. Seems like, if I was on the if I was on the other end of the line, I'd be like, what is happening?
1: I actually loved the way this was done because mm. it per, it perfectly sums up them as a couple. Yeah. Really quickly, you get an idea of who they are like very efficiently. True. Especially because if you're what, this is how I assume you're supposed to watch it is that you know nothing about Riverdale, so you're being introduced to these characters the first time. Mm-hmm. It's a good character introduction, I yeah, would say. Yeah,
0: okay. And then, as for Alice and Frank, uh, she's like, oh, Frank, thanks for fixing my dishwasher. What was it this time? Which means that she's done it multiple times. Yeah. He's like, this time it was a full dish rag, clearly very on purpose.
1: Yeah, Alice is down bad for Frank. I'm yeah. gonna be honest yeah. with you. Um, she dressed up in like He's this beefy d- He's beefy and he's cute Like why not yeah. But I'm like Oh right There is no history So anyway yeah. So Alice This innocent housewife Is down bad For the guy who fixes Her dishwasher yeah.
0: This is the beginning Of a porno <laughs> I was drinking Sorry <laughs> But, like, yeah. Yeah. So Archie has a nightmare about the bomb that was left under his bed at the end of last season. It was weird. He's like, we lived in a town called Riverdale. (laughs) What? That's not the name of our town. (laughs) What's
1: Riverdale?
0: So he and Betty start making out, and uh, Betty gets a call from Kevin, which is interrupting them. So first of all, when I'm watching for the first time, I thought they were straight up just saying that the bomb was a dream. And I was like, that is the biggest cop-out of all time. Right? Like, it's truly a, like, a huge no-no in writing to do something crazy fantastical and just say, and then it was all a dream. Like, that's, like, frowned upon. Um, So I was like, this better not be real. I'm gonna be so mad.
1: I think it, I think... (sighs) I think it could be all a dream though. Yeah. I, th- I think all of this could be Archie's dream.
0: And I just wanna say, whatever, because I don't really care for it, so like let's just make it not exist anymore. But that's bad. Like you that's not that's a no no. You don't do that. Exactly.
1: I think it's so funny. So she straight up
0: name drops Twilight Zone and it wasn't obvious
1: enough. Right. And Riverdale, um, has never heard of what one might call subtlety.
0: Subtlety. I but like I said, I think Cole's doing such a good job. Like he's really got the like cadence of Rod Serling speaking. Okay, he's killing it. Yeah. Um, and then they start kissing in the morning. I'm like, kissing in the morning is not my thing. Um, morning everyone's, everyone's mouth tastes bad. We're not interested, you know? I, yeah, I am actually in agreement with you on this yeah. one. I always have to brush my teeth. I know, but like, maybe like little pecks, whatever, that's just your lips. But like, if you're making out,
1: gross. Like, you're bro, you're,
0: Gross. Um, and I have a wife. Yeah. So I can say these things. <laughs> And I, just, the only other thing I wanted to say was that I really love Betty's hair. is like in this like curly little braid. Yeah, it's really, it looks really Betty good. Betty actually was serving some major looks this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she and Archie meet Kevin in the woods where he found a sacrificed deer and the heart is missing out of it. It's sort of implied that Cheryl and her weird cult of teen girls did it. They show up and Betty says that she has to take the deer for evidence, but Cheryl says no. Honestly, the
1: thing that cracks me up the most is Kevin's like, yeah, I was jar- jogging, and I'm like, so you were cruising again?
0: I know, I'm like, or is he not cruising? Because that's part of the alternate universe. Oh, yeah, good point. Because he's said it in the past. Like, he's just come out and said it, right? So Yay. I'm like, so would it be true? I All right, know. you got me there. And then my next thing was like, wasn't he going to New York? Maybe, he you know, it's literally the next day, so maybe he hasn't gone to New York yet. or Like, it's just hard to tell what's different in this alternate universe and what isn't, because there are several things that like seem to be just slightly off, and then other things that are like, the same so it's it's just hard to differentiate
1: it's 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 not different enough
0: yeah so there's like runes written in blood on the stone and you know that's foreshadowing because of archie's uh like archie's body has runes on it later and the heart is gone and archie's heart is gone later so i'm like why'd you do it to a deer though yeah and then she says that thornhill is a sovereign nation i don't think so Technically it is, since it... Oh yeah, it's still part of the United States, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> Like, it's not... You're not in the United States, you're in Riverdale. You're in like Riverdale. So then she says that we're all going to shoot you with arrows like St. Sebastian, and I'm like, but wouldn't that make them, like, martyrs? Like, what message are you sending?
1: I don't know what message they are trying to send with any of this, to be honest with you.
0: So they're like, no, you can't take the deer for evidence, we're taking the deer and we're going to, like, use everything for it. Because that's, like, better for the environment. And I'm like, like, I guess that's true. Why did you kill the deer, though? Yeah. Uh, And then my last note for this one was just, poor Britta. Someone save Britta. Jeez. Yeah. So Tony and Fangs go to Dr. Kirtle Jr., who in this universe is an actual family doctor and, like, pediatrician, uh, who everyone calls Doc Kirtle, says that Anthony has colic and to put a frog in his mouth to stop it, and Tony says hell no about that.
1: Hey, you don't think that's weird, right? <laughs> no, it's Dr. Kirtle. <laughs> like,
0: I was like. Why does everyone trust this doctor if he's like here's a home remedy? That's no. So weird. So who's the mortician here in Rivervale then? Seems like still people people still die. Oh my god, I didn't think about that. Or does he just pull double duty. Oh, maybe that one. Maybe. Uh oh, well, also what's with his hair? Don't know. I think it's a wig. You don't think it's a wig? I think it's a wig. You think Dr. Curdle Jr. is wearing a wig? Yes. Or do you think Nikolai is wearing a wig? Yes to both. You think Dr. Curdle Jr. I in canon know. is wearing a wig? I don't know. <laughs> you think Dr. Curdle Jr. wakes up in the morning and says, "Time to put on my wig." Yes. And there's the police coming to get you for that terrible that, opinion. You know what? I I love my opinions. I love myself. So he's like, okay, if you're not into the frog, then I guess you just have earplugs and that's all you can do. Is there not medicine? Yeah, um, there actually
1: is medicine for this because my sister's baby had that. Yeah. So.
0: Are you a real doctor? No. I don't believe it. No, I really don't think he is. So is Betty Barron or no? Or is he just oh my God, messing up? He's she? like is she? He's like, oh, you're the fifth wo- young healthy woman who is coming. Maybe you're just messing up your tests. <laughs> Bro, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. So Betty and Archie help Jughead and Tabitha move, and Betty says it's not weird, and that she finally has her answer on whether she'll end up with Jughead or Archie, which was like her big question all throughout high school. Sure. Um. So Archie says that he had no idea that Jughead had these many comic books. Not really sure why this is being brought up now, but maybe yeah. it's for later. I don't know. Is it supposed to be that that's what Jughead's writing is a comic book? Maybe, because we see Jughead reading a comic book in the trailer. Yeah. So maybe the comic could books be, might He could be writing a comic book. Uh, Betty doesn't feel weird being here, uh, she's like, it's fine. Betty and Tabitha should date in one of these AUs.
1: Yes. That'd How be are you gonna make an AU and
0: no one's queer and the only queer yeah. person is the villain? Yeah. Other than Fangs and Tony. Oh, right, duh. And Kev. Yeah. And Archie in my dreams. <laughs> but now he's dead! <gasps> they buried their gays! No! <laughs> Veronica tells Cameron from New York about her casino and that she's not going back. Reggie asks if she's sure she won't just bounce, and she says no. That's that scene. Um, <laughs> so she's like, hey, Cameron, do any of your people want to invest in the casino? And he's like, no, but it's really interesting that you're making lemonade out of lemons. And she goes, uh, Cameron, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what? How do you not know what that means? <laughs> what do you mean you don't know what that means? Okay. In this AU, do you not understand uh, idioms? No.
1: What? Like that- what? I, I- I- I love the random things that they throw in this episode that make absolutely no sense. Straight up.
0: Oh yeah. So Reggie asks if she even wants the casino, like it's not just a rebound until you get to go back to New York, and she's like, no, I want to stay now. Mm-hmm. Great. So Tabitha finds a spider in the apartment and calls for Jughead, who comes in and kills it. She says that it's bad luck and she wanted him to take it outside, and now they're gonna be cursed!
1: I mean, I kind of love this because it is creepy in the right
0: way. Yeah, like you've killed something that is like a familiar sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I-, I really liked it. It's like the this whole bug thing is like an actual fear that like everyone has. That yeah, there's bugs crawling on me all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we see the spider. It's a massive spider. Yeah, it's terrifying. And so after he comes in and kills it, she's like, I don't want to be jinxed. I wanted to jinx our relationship, and he's like, Nah, it's fine. Everything's fine here, how are you? So at a town meeting in the El Royale, they discussed Cheryl leaving the town, which happened in the original storyline, so it's a little confusing what happened and what didn't. Uh, anyway, her leaving makes the town lose her maple revenue, which is bad for the economy. For the
1: economy! The economy. It's
0: for the economy! Archie's going to distribute maple trees for every front yard and make, like, a little grove as well, even if Cheryl isn't going to like it. I I, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, so they lost the syrup, they lost the revenue, and <laughs> Keller is like, what, weren't her groves basically sucked dry anyway? And- I mean, yes. Yeah, and Archie goes, that's right, Tom! He says it weird. It reminds me of, uh, oh, uh, when Hiram was like, she took a, your wife! Or he, he stole a, your wife! Here's the thing. Uh huh.
1: There's a lot of acting happening
0: in this. Yeah.
1: And I feel like none of these actors know what they're doing mm-hmm. in this, like,
0: AU. Yeah, even Lily tweeted and she was like, I know it's confusing. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, why exactly. are we doing this though? Exactly. Like, they're like, it's a five-episode event leading up to episode 100. Why don't we just have, why don't we just do normal stuff? You know? I just don't. Listen, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I'm with you on this one. Yeah. Um, so they're gonna distribute these trees outside of Pops. Um, and then we move over to Jughead, who's doing his Twilight Zone thing, and he's like, that was boring. Let's go to Cheryl's weird stuff. And I was like, no, stop. I like hearing about infrastructure, and Cheryl's stuff is weird. Like, <laughs> drag them, I guess. Yeah. Like, if your character, after a scene, has to go, anyway, that was boring, why did you have the scene? Why did you have the scene there? Like, obviously, I thought it was- I didn't think it was boring, I thought it was a very important scene. But if a character is saying, hey, that was boring, maybe we should have done something else. I don't know. So Cheryl has dinner with all of her little subjects and Nana Rose, uh, wherever Penelope is, who knows. She says that the Maple Maiden- is pissed that they aren't doing everything the old way. Who the hell is the Maple Maiden? I thought we were- I thought we liked Gaia. I thought we were, uh, uh... I thought we were worshipping Gaia. And bro, now we've got this Maple Maiden? Bro,
1: I do not know who the Maple Maiden is. This is the first time we were hearing about a Maple yeah, Maiden.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she's pissed that they aren't doing everything the old way, which is why her groves stopped producing maple syrup, so now they have to start doing that and also stop Archie, for some reason. So they're all in, like, these weird matching outfits that everyone wears at the end, and she's like, all this land belongs to the Maple Maiden, we need to give her offerings again. And I noticed that she uses the word barren, which is the same word that ha- is being used for Betty. Yeah, a
1: lot of this is tied back to fertility. Yeah. It's interesting, but at the same time, I'm concerned mm-hmm. because I gotta tell you, in the history of men writing about fertility, it's never
0: been good. Yeah. It's, it's weird because with them talking so much about babies and stuff. Like, in shows like this, people, I feel like, try to avoid babies and going to the next generation as much as possible, so this just feels like so so strange.
1: I feel like it's because this is a, its own like, little yeah. universe. Right. It has
0: to be. Yeah. And then we get the title card, and there's like, screaming over top of it, which I was like, Okay. It
1: was kinda cool. Like I like the I
0: like the horror element. I just think it's funny that like in the editing booth, Ras was like, Okay, but it's a it's a horror episode, so what can we do to make it more horror y? And they're like, I don't know, horror screams? <laughs> okay. It worked. Archie gets a call from Mary, and when he hangs up, he tells Betty about it. They say they're not planning on getting married anytime soon because everyone they know who's married either got divorced or died. But what Mary wanted to know was about grandchildren. Imagine, like, talking to your 25-year-old son and being like, when are you procreating?
1: But also, when do I get to see Mary again? I know.
0: I was like, talk about Brooke, you cowards.
1: Like, remember when they said Mary was queer and then she's been myth- Was Mary even in season
0: five? I- uh, Maybe at the front half? But I don't know. When did the kids graduate? Uh, 503. That's the last time we saw Mary. Yeah, but it was technically, like, supposed to be, like, the end of season four. But,
1: yeah. Um, Like, I know pandemic, blah, 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 but here's the thing. I'm sick of that.
0: Betty says she definitely wants to start a family with Archie, this scene implying that they've been together longer in this AU than the original canon. Because otherwise, you guys literally just got together and you've already talked about marriage. Sure, but they should take their time because they're still in their twenties. Because in the original canon that we got at the end, there, like Archie had just broken up with Veronica and then said, "Hey Betty, I want to be in a relationship with you," and then they went up to bed. Right. So you had no time to talk about marriage. So in this, they must have been they must have been together for quite a while. Yeah, it seems like they live together as well already. Oh, that's right, they do. Yeah. So. Most importantly in the whole episode, in this AU, Vegas is alive? I honestly thought this was the dog that Eric
1: had saved at for. What was that dog's name? Bingo. Bingo
0: God. But it's a completely different breed of dog. Would you say that dog. Bingo was his name? I would say that. <laughs> but they clearly- Does that mean Fred's dead too? Yeah. For sure, Fred's dead. Still just kind of sad. Yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if Vegas is alive, does that mean Archie never went to the army? Does that mean that Mary never took him to Chicago? Like- when they do these things, there's so many unanswered questions. Maybe. So he's like, I could be a young dad because my dad was a young dad. And I guess, like, the main thing that bargaining me the most about this, because I do ship Barchi and I'm excited about it. Yeah, I also ship like, Barchi. <sighs> I guess, like, Betty has always been, like, fairly relatable to me. Other than, like, you know, all the weird murder stuff that she does and stuff. Okay. She's been fairly relatable to me. I always say I am the daughter of Betty and Jughead. I just relate to both of them in different ways. Yeah. And Betty in this episode is so deeply unrelatable to me. I have no idea who this character is. I don't know who that is. So, like, like, that's what makes me extra uncomfortable about it. She,
1: like, goes back and forth between the Betty we know and then, like, this weird,
0: like fertility goddess yeah. like betty it's so weird it's just like she's like i've been dreaming about this since like for since i was like 8 years old and i'm like well i've never heard you talk about it yeah Well, no, okay, no, that's not true. We knew
1: that she was in love with Archie for a really long time. Yeah, but she's,
0: like, she was talking about that specifically about the, like, she's like, I believe I have a son, and I've been dreaming about this. It's all I've ever wanted. Yeah, that part is weird. Like, that's specifically talking about that, so. It's just weird. Listen, that part is weird. I will absolutely give you that. (laughs) So the next morning, Jughead pours himself some cereal and, like, hallucinates that it's filled with bugs. Also, a nightmare. Just f- gross. The cereal is called Marshmallow Rainbow. Do you think it would be good? It's basically just Lucky Charms, as far as I understand. I <sighs> want Lucky Charms right now. I don't care if for Lucky Charms. What's wrong with you? I don't. I, I also just don't really like cereal.
1: That's true. You don't
0: yep. like cereal, which I don't understand.
1: I don't know. So Jughead
0: like turns on the garbage disposal and freaks out, but it is just cereal, and he says, "Shades of Creep Show. So Creepshow is a 1982 American horror comedy anthology film. It was directed by George A. Romero and written by Stephen King, making this film his screenwriting debut. The film consists of five short stories, Father's Day, The Lonesome Death of Jodie Verrill, Something to Tide You Over, The Crate, and They're Creeping Up on You. Two of these stories were adapted from King's short stories, with the film bookended by prologue and epilogue scenes featuring a young boy named Billy who is punished by his abusive father for reading horror comics. Okay. So, Shades of Creepshow. Ooh. At Pops, Archie and Frank are handing out maple saplings. Cheryl shows up, and Archie tells her to rejoin the town if she's so pissed, and she says, over Archie's dead body. Hmm, foreshadowing. So first of all, we have Cheryl in green, which we don't usually see, because she owns red. She is red.
1: She's in red for most of this episode.
0: And this is one of my favorite parts of the episode is when Archie was like, Cheryl, you don't own the concept of maple trees. I think that is extremely funny. You don't own the concept of maple syrup. We can do whatever we want. No, she Um. does. And they say Rivervale so much in this scene that I'm like, this is clearly a tongue twister. No one would actually name a town river vale. It's it's hard for them to say, bro, I can
1: tell. That was my exact like thing. I was like, why it does not roll off the tongue. Mm-mm. It's it's awkward to say, but I guess maybe that's the point.
0: I don't know. I don't know. So she's like, okay, well, give me a bunch of trees. And he's like, no, you're not a tax-paying citizen. Honestly, she deserved that. You don't live in Rivervale. Um, so she said that she wants 13 of them. And I was like, is that for each of the girls that you have? I didn't count them. Um, And I was like, why did you want exactly 13? Because it's a creepy number? I don't know. Maybe so? So she's like, I will never rejoin Rivervale. Maybe I would over Archie's dead body. And so he, so I'm like, okay, so are we good now? Everyone's
1: like, like bet. <laughs> yeah.
0: So are you rejoining now? I bet
1: she does. I, I genuinely bet she does.
0: Right, and I'm like, how much of this is going to continue back like in March when we get the rest of the season? It's like, so is Cheryl going to have joined back in? Like, it's just confusing to figure out like what's going on, but I guess that's not something that we need to know right now.
1: Exactly.
0: So Betty goes to Doc Curdle, who tells her that she doesn't seem to be producing any viable eggs, so she can't conceive a child. Oh, okay, Dad. so no more So no more serial killer gene, right?
1: <gasps> oh yeah.
0: He says that she's not the only young, healthy woman having this problem in Rivervale. He says that she's the fifth one. Uh So, yeah, I think he's, his test is just bad, maybe. And I think it's funny that he's wearing, like, the mirror headband thing. Like, the, like, stereotypical, hello, I am a doctor. See,
1: my theory is that all of the women in this town are cursed. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I think this I is- Like, Lost? Yes, but I think it's like a WandaVision-type scenario mm. where Cheryl has everyone- or someone has everyone trapped in some alternate reality that they're living. Mm-hmm. I just, I think it's like definitely one person is controlling all of this and it's like a little bubble town.
0: Let me talk to about Lost real quick. What's that? No one saw this coming. I don't, I don't know what that There's is. There's a problem with pregnant women on Lost, um, in which like a lot of pregnant women are, like they die before they're able to give birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like a whole thing and, you know, it's answered by the end of season five and all this stuff. Like that, that's just what's happening without spoiling too much. And also what happens in season five is that there is a sort of alternate universe that occurs with a bomb blowing up. Oh, yeah. So my mind is telling me that the bomb blowing up under Archie and Betty's bed has triggered these alternate realities or this alternate reality and that they're going to be going back. That could be
1: kind of cool.
0: Yeah, without spoiling too much of Lost, um, that's my, I guess that's my theory I just came up with. Okay. What is that mirror headband saying?
1: Do you know what those are I have no for? idea what that
0: is. Like, you know when, like, a stereotypical doctor is wearing a headband with, like, a Yeah, I know what it thing? looks like, what I just don't that? know what it is. Mirror, headband, doctor. I need to know. Head mirror. But you can't see the mirror. Like, if you're the doctor. No. you're wearing it. So what's the point? Maybe there's another mirror. go. A head mirror is a simple diagnostic device stereotypically worn by physicians, but less so in recent decades as they have become somewhat obsolete. Oh! A head mirror is mostly used for examination of the nose, ear, and throat. It comprises a circular concave mirror... With a small hole in the middle and is attached to a headband, the mirror is worn over the physician's eye of choice with the concave mirror's surface facing outwards and the hole directly over the phys- physician's eye providing illumination like a ring light. It's a light! Oh, it's a light! Interesting. I simply have never known this. Thanks, Google! You never know what you're gonna learn on So Google. true. So Fangs tells Tony that some serpent mothers would leave their babies out in the woods for a night to cure their colic. Uh, um, Fangs- <laughs> What? Fang's mom did that to him and Tony hates that idea but so she's so desperate that she actually considers it. Fang says that his grandma told him that his mom did it to him. Your baby is going to be eaten by a wolf. I I no There's no way that none of those babies got eaten by something, you know, that all those babies survived. No, I don't believe it. If you were going to do this, like I, if I was a mom, I would leave my baby there and like walk 10 paces behind a tree then. Bro, those babies like died. Yeah. Like, you know, they died. Like what? It's, it's, it's so weird to me. Like Fangs is like, listen, it worked on me. I don't even feel the need to cry right now. It worked on me. So, you know, it's permanent. (laughs) I'm good. I don't have any colic right now, right? I don't have any calling right now! Right? So I'm fine. Veronica has taken all of Reggie's bonus money and spread it out on the bed so they can have sex on it, which is just so unsanitary. And that's that scene. yeah. So she's like, hey, I value you, and you know that because I give you money this does not feel very healthy. This isn't what I want for Veronica There's literally here. nothing healthy happening here. Yeah. And just, yeah, all of this sex stuff is making me feel icky about all of my favorite chips, so I, think, I don't like that. I think you're valid for that. You can feel icky. Like and you, like you that. notice that the only couple that doesn't have, like, weird sex talk or weird sex scenes is, uh, Tony and Fangs? Because they have a baby. Oh my god, I didn't think about that! So once they have a baby, are they not sexy anymore? Yeah, they are sexless people. So why are you trying to get Betty and Archie to have a baby?
1: Because the act of procreation is sexy.
0: The act of procreation is sexy, but once you have have procreated, you and it's not, are not sexy, sexy anymore. Okay, seems like no foresight is happening. I
1: do feel like maybe a gay man wrote this. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then Doja Cat plays. Doja Cat does play. And I was like, I'm sorry that you had to go through this, Doja Cat.
1: I did not even notice it. Robin had to point it out. I was like, oh my
0: god, Doja Cat. So Alice has Frank for dinner again and finally spells it out for him. Hello, I am attracted to you. Will you please stay the night in my home, in my room, in my bed, please? And he says that he can't, but he doesn't yet say why. And Alice is like embarrassed and upset by this. Yeah. So he's like, well- Thanks for dinner, but I should probably go home. And says so something about me and Archie, and I'm like, so is he still living in that house with me and Archie? That's
1: my question as well. because living looks there? Like they're having weird baby-making sex with Frank in the next room. Yeah,
0: it's weird. So she's like, hey, why do you keep running away after we hang out? And he's like, oh, I just can't, or whatever. And he'll talk about it later. But. I'm just like, why don't they talk about him being Fred's brother? Like, we never talk about, like, Archie did a little bit, but we need to talk a little bit more about Fred, I feel like. like oh, you know, yeah. Alice knew Fred, Frank obviously knew Fred. Let's talk more about Fred. Betty and Archie talk about having kids again, but she doesn't mention being sterile. Archie's like, alright, well, it'll happen when it happens, haha. <laughs> so, there are some really fun little Easter eggs in this episode that we can find, and I look forward to, like, continuing to look for those. Mm-hmm. Archie has a baseball magazine that he's reading in this scene, and Chuck Clayton is on the cover.
1: Is he famous?
0: I guess so. That's kind of cute. I know. I'm like, thanks for remembering Chuck, I guess. So she's like- I like
1: that he overcame everything, you know? (laughs) I Mm -hmm. think
0: that's nice. Yeah, it is. So then Betty's like, hey, what if we adopted a baby? And he's like, "Mm, no, I don't want to. Hard pass. Uh, (laughs) She's like, okay- Listen, I really want to have your baby, and he's like, "Okay, then you will." Doesn't even listen. Eventually, to like, doesn't even <laughs>
1: listen to like um why she might right.
0: want to adopt. Yeah, it's just
1: oh well, we're gonna have a baby. That's like what? Okay, then we will.
0: All right. Okay. So Tony goes to the woods, but Cheryl is there, and she proves that she can cure baby Anthony's colic if Tony will help her with her plan. Um, I call him only baby Anthony because they seem to only call him baby Anthony, so I'm gonna just keep calling him baby. Anthony. Oh, let's, it's, it's, Sounds sweet. I know, instead, like but they don't say Anthony. little Anthony, Anthony. Lil, they say, Lil no, An- <gasps> baby Anthony. What about little Tony? Little Tony. Little Tony. Yeah, Tony and little Tony. Tony and little Tony. So Cheryl says that it's because he likes her, like, perfume or something that he's not crying. So no, I that don't think that's his true, gastrointestinal, gastrointestinal issues? Uh, it's fixed by this perfume, I guess. So she's like, I'll make you some, but only if you help me. So my main problem with all of this is that, you know, as the episode goes on, she continues to be like, hey, you have a problem? I can fix it if you help me with my plan. I feel like everyone is agreeing way too easily. It makes no sense that she's like, hey, I'm trying to murder Archie. If you, if I help you with your petty problems, will you help me murder Archie? And everyone's like, sure. Like, Jughead later is like, Archie, just so you know, I love you after helping out with this plan. And, like, Veronica straight up knocks him out later. I'm like, Veronica, all she was doing was, like, helping your relationship. And Frank, like, agrees, like, so that he can forget his harrowing past to murder Archie. Like, this makes no sense. Veronica's
1: storyline is the weakest in terms of her motivations. Yeah. Like... Without Hiram there, they've just shifted her storyline to be focused around Reggie. Yeah. And then Reggie's reason for, like, being the way he is is super convoluted. Yeah. Because they make it about Archie. Yeah. Reggie has no problem with Archie, especially in, like, this, if you're gonna consider this a pilot- hmm They don't ever establish at any point that Ver- uh, Veronica and Archie dated.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: So why would Reggie be comparing himself to Archie? Right. The issue is that Veronica is negligent with other people's feelings. And
0: doesn't really, like, respect him as much as she should.
1: Yeah, but instead she's like, oh, he just, it, he feels insecure. He's, like, comparing himself to Archie. And I'm like, okay. aren't he and Archie friends? Yeah. I don't know. It's It's not well done. Yeah.
0: So Tabitha wakes up in the night and feels like she's being bitten by bugs. She wakes up Jughead and he doesn't feel this. And it's, like, brand new sheets, so he's not really sure what to do. The only note that I had about this scene was that, like, Jughead is very, very nice and comforting about it. Mm -hmm. It seems like Jughead is being a good boyfriend in this moment.
1: Yeah, he definitely doesn't, like, tell her that she's crazy. He's just kind of like, hey, it was a dream, because, like, he doesn't feel anything, so
0: why... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the morning after Jughead's shower, Tabitha comes in and sees that Jug's back is covered in bites just like her arms. She thinks their new apartment is infested with bugs and they need to call an exterminator. I mean. So he's like, well, it's not bed bugs, like they're brand new shoes. And she's like, maybe it's scabies because you can't see them. Ew, I hate, I don't like that. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, we'll just wash it with water, like hot water and bleach. Like he's trying to come up with solutions. She's like, that's not even gonna help! Since when do you know these things? Why does she just know this? Yeah. And so. I'm like, well, it would do something at least. She's like, I know a lot about scabies, okay? And I'm like, why? I think it's because she blames him for cursing them because he killed that spider. And he just kind of looks back to the mirror like, ooh, whoops. Mm." I mean, I guess. (laughs) Like, at least he's not upset about the way that she's talking to him, but I don't love it. Yeah, I don't love it. he's so nice to her.
1: Yeah, I don't love it either, but I'm also sitting here like, okay. Yeah. I mean, she, like, bugs are scary. Yeah. So I'm not gonna blame her. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, it's definitely a nightmare. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. And so that's the first half of the episode. So before we go on to part two, I'm going to talk about Patreon. So Patreon is a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. Uh, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash theaficionados. And we do monthly donations over there. Um, and we have a couple of different tiers that you can sign up for. At $1 a month, you get early access to every single one of the podcasts. This one is one day in advance since it's weekly, but all of our other ones are a whole week in advance. Uh, at 2 you get access to our Discord server. At $5, you get uh, 10% off at choppylux.com, which is where Brittany sells some really cool stuff. And at the $10 level, which is my personal favorite, you get access to our Patreon only podcast, which is called OK Love You Hi. And we put out episodes that are about 45 minutes each uh, every two weeks. And we just kind of talk about whatever we want, um, whatever the people who listen want. We take suggestions. And it's really fun. Uh, the day that Riverdale premiered again was our fifth anniversary as a podcast network. And so we are sending out postcards to all of our Patreon. Patrons. Uh, and we do have like less than 10 that are available, uh, outside of Patreon, just like as runoff, um, for what we had to order. Uh, and so that link will be in the description if you want to order one. It's just $5 Canadian for a signed postcard for all three of us. And you can also get some stickers that we designed from last year, uh, if you want to check that out. But that link will be in the description. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate you. All right. Okay, so uh, Brittany's gonna go scene by scene uh, in with her summary, and then I'm gonna pipe in with a couple of notes that I grabbed from the scene. This is, uh, interesting.
1: Okay. So Cheryl and minions have arts and crafts time. They're making poppets to honor the maple maiden, and they're supposed to be a warning, but then later Betty tells us they're
0: fertility poppets, so yeah. I don't know. She's like, they have many, m- many uses...
1: Yeah, she says they have many uses, she doesn't say really what they're for, and then, I don't know, it's it's just so weird. Also, all the girls are wearing these weird sailor outfits.
0: Yeah, I think it's funny that Britta was like, are we supposed to, like, play with them?
1: (laughs) I know, like, I think it's a very fair question. Yeah, but I'm also
0: like, I'm hoping that this is maybe fostering some dissent in in this cult. Ooh! uh, That... You know, I mean, obviously they're not like super against it or whatever, but like the fact that Britta still has her own like brain is nice to see. Mm-hmm. I do think it's weird that they—it's like time for arts and crafts. Like we have scheduled activities. I mean, it is a school. Yeah, I guess, but like I don't know. Well, what am I? We know it's a school. Preschool? They
1: yeah. haven't established in this episode if it's a school. So true. So. Anyway, so Archie and his crew arrive to plant the maple trees that everyone has decided they want to, you know, contribute. And they find the poppets planted in the ground. Archie is like, let's mess with a witch and orders everyone to dig them up. Yeah. And Fangs is like, are you sure you want to do that? And Archie's like, yeah, I definitely do. And I'm like, you're an idiot.
0: Yeah. I mean, what else is he supposed to do? I mean, I, I completely it is totally freaky and scary, so I understand why everyone's scared about it. But, like, if this is where the groves have to happen, then what does he do?
1: See, I'm a superstitious person, so if I saw that, I'd be like, I'm not messing with that. Yeah. Like, just in case. Mm-hmm. And I think, given my instincts and given what happens later, I was right for that. Mm-hmm. So later, he and Betty meet up to summarize their days. So Archie then just resummarizes everything that just happened in the previous scene. Yeah. Betty recognizes one of the Papas and she says that she thinks she saw one on an FBI cold case. Mm-hmm. That's all this scene
0: entails. Yeah. I think my only note that you didn't cover was, why did you come home just to leave? Yeah. I mean, if I was to make it make sense, it would be like... Okay, hey, here I am home, and then Archie's like, here's a clue, and she's like, alright, I immediately have to go to the FBI office.
1: But I'm like, couldn't Betty have just gone with them and circumvented that entire scene? But
0: she was already wearing her FBI jacket, so clearly, so she must have come from the office, and just to go back to the office.
1: Like, can't y'all FaceTime?
0: Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> alright. Ronnie and Reggie are at their sort of, like, casino, what, I guess, planning office? Yeah. I don't, it's like their weird office. And Ronnie shows Reggie's the plans for the casino, and Reggie looks at them, and then she's like, "We are going to make so much weird sex all over this casino." Actually, she says christen, but that bumps yeah, me out.
0: That's what it means. Yeah. But like, okay, so you're gonna have everybody who has to work at your casino and all of the patrons of your ca- casino have to walk around that, knowing you. You well, well they, I wait, think no, but like, still, I'm also uncomfortable. I think that
1: some people find that attractive. That's like that sucks. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah. Um, so, Reggie. It, sorry, it just, it, it makes me upset because it reminds it me should of, make you upset. It, it, it reminds me of when uh, we walked down, or we were driving down Davis Street. I know street, exactly what you're talking and about. And we yet. saw those people who were exhibiting their kinks just in front of everybody mm-hmm. on the street. And it's like, even if I don't know that I'm walking around this casino, that you, had sex in and you're like I don't know getting off on that or whatever. That's so violating that I have to be a you're part of involving me in your kink. I don't like that. Yeah. So. Anyway,
1: um, Ronnie's really excited and she goes in for a kiss and Reggie swerves, swerves. her. And it's extremely funny. It's the best. She's like, Oh, that's never happened before. Yeah. Never? Okay. And he points out that in all of her planning and with all of her like, I don't want to go back to New York's, why did she only design herself an office and not him?
0: Yeah. Like if we're supposed to be equal partners and it was also My idea. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So basically he says, how are you so self-centered that you designed yourself an office and not me? And it's like really sad. So that's their relationship conflict.
0: Yeah. It's really nice that she's like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so sorry. Like... I am so sorry, like, that's totally on me, and I'm going to get it fixed. But it totally makes sense that he's like, what's done is done. Yeah. You know, you didn't think of me, and so, you know, you can't fix it right now.
1: It's just that later, this conflict then becomes about Archie
0: for no reason. Yeah,
1: right. And it's like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. So Archie gets a call from Kevin that someone ripped up all the saplings they planted, which is super shocking. Mm -hmm. Archie immediately goes to Cheryl to accuse her of such crime, and finds Alice, Frank, Tabitha, and Tony already there. Cheryl says she would actually never hurt innocent maple saplings, but then we actually never find out who did it, just for the record.
0: It was her. But or it was or she, like, her. sent the girls yeah. to do it or something. Yeah.
1: Um, Archie says that Cheryl can't stand Rivervale not relying on she and her maple to bring in revenue. Cheryl tells Archie that she actually called the four there to invite all of Rivervale to a maple festival at Thornhill. And Tony tells Archie that they accepted on behalf of the town.
0: Yeah, I just think it's funny that they're like, okay, uh, we need people to get information. Um have Kevin call them. Like, it happens three it different happens times. It happens so many
1: times. Like, Ar- Kevin is just the town gossip.
0: Yeah. It's like, it, it's too Betty first, and then Archie twice.
1: Honestly, it's better than a homophobic plotline. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Betty... At the FBI office, Betty goes through old files and finds images of a corpse covered in ruins, as well as a poppet in evidence. The poppet has RB embroidered on it, standing for Rose... Regulus
0: Arcturus Black.
1: That's right. Not Rose Blossom. Um, I don't remember hearing about Rose. Which one was Rose? That's Nana Rose, my friend.
0: Oh, Nana Rose!
1: I just never not hear her referred to as Nana Rose. So she breaks into Thornhill to talk to Cheryl and she tells Cheryl that she got in there with a bobby pin but that she's also there on official FBI business. Mm -hmm. So I was like, bitch, can't you knock?
0: Yeah. I noticed that like the dead body pictures that Betty looks at, they also have runes like around them on the table. Yeah, and I said that. Like that. Like all about the deer and yeah. stuff. And yeah, it's like if you're making this puppet that's going to like, I assume go into this man's throat, cause in the next scene she says like, yeah, he's it found goes his down his throat. throat. Yeah. You're gonna sign it? Yeah, well, yeah. What are you doing?
1: Also, the fact that she's holding something that was once in a dead person's throat is so creepy to me. Yeah. Gross. Like, like barehanded.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yuck. Yeah. You need gloves for that. Nana Rose, the life you have led, I, I don't know. They're literally like, oh, a creepy thing happened in the past. Uh, let's put that on N- Nana N- Rose N- as Rose well. It. Like, she has, she has lived so many lives.
1: So Betty accuses Cheryl of killing the deer in the woods, and Cheryl says Barchi are obsessed with her, and that she gets it, she'd be obsessed with her too. Favorite line award. Betty says that the deer wasn't the first sacrifice on Thornhill's grounds, and that the body of a drifter was found fifty years ago with his heart ripped out and a poppet shoved down his throat. And instead of saying anything or acting shocked, Cheryl just doesn't deny it at all. She's kind of she's like heard of
0: that one I yeah, guess. Yeah, she's
1: literally like, What's this about?
0: It's just weird because she's like, Sometimes things will happen and she'll be like, Nana, you were there? And other times she'll be like, Yeah, my nana did that,
1: you know? I feel like this version of Cheryl just like knows all of the blossom sins and is like fine with it. Yeah. Cause she's a
0: witch now yeah
1: so I guess we just have all of that information and then that scene is over
0: yeah I love that Betty said that she did it using a bobby pin. Like I probably could have put that together myself because Betty always uses a bobby, it's a, bobby pin. It's a good but it's little clip, though. Yeah. yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, and uh so I guess they sacrificed this drifter person, is what. The-
1: yeah, they- yeah, Nana Rose did for yeah. something, but it's like, why didn't that sacrifice last longer? Because River, we're actually we're not allowed to know these things because yeah. this is an alternate universe. Yeah. So who knows? So in our <sighs> Over in, like, Fraliceville, which mm-hmm. I'm, like, still kind of worried about. Yeah. Frank delivers Alice to her front door, and she's like, oh, thank you for walking me home, but, like, what's going on here? And he explains that it's not her, it's him. He once had a wife and child when he was a mercenary, and he kept them secret to keep them safe, but they both- he doesn't actually say what happened to them, but the implication is that they died. Yeah. I think we're supposed to infer that, like, someone found out about them and they were murdered? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Alice is, like, completely understanding because, you know, she's Alice and Mm -hmm. she says, hey, like, no pressure, why don't we just take things super slow? And he's like, I really want to be able to have those feelings and re-explore, like, romantic feelings, but I don't know if I'm ready yet. And she says, okay, well, why don't we just go to the Maple Festival together, you know? Mm -hmm. Why don't we just take this one step? But she touches his face and it's actually really cute.
0: I just feel like if I was marrying, first of all, I wouldn't marry a mercenary because that's morally reprehensible. He could have kept it from her though. Yeah. I just like, I can't imagine, I guess I would just be upset if I was marrying somebody and he's like, yeah, my whole family isn't coming because it's a secret. You know, I'd be like, well, I want people to know. Welcome to the queer experience. (laughs) (laughs) But also I want to know more about his family. I want to know more about the daughter and stuff.
1: Well, I want to know those things, but I'm also like,
0: is that canon for Frank? Right, exactly. Like, how much of this, like, are, is Frank even going to have that in the original story? Did Nana line? Rose actually sacrifice people? We don't know. Are, are Frank and Alice now going to be together in the normal one? Like, are yeah. we gonna get
1: Frowlis and then have Frowlis taken away?
0: Yeah, I think it's funny that he's like, no one knew about it, which is why it hasn't been brought up yet, you know? And he's like, yeah, they're both dead and I'm still sad. Alice also has a dead spouse and a dead daughter too, so why don't we talk about it? Or did that even happen? Well, because like, maybe know. this
1: that didn't happen to this Alice. Even though had said she was doing much better,
0: yeah, they don't tell so us what,
1: and because so many things are different, it's so unclear. Though that's what's that's what's annoying. And it's like it's so unclear. But at this point, I'm just like okay. Like, I'm along for the ride. Does that make sense? No, whatever. Okay. So Tabitha provides Cheryl with pancakes for the festival's pancake eating contest in, like, the world's cutest to-go case, and I think it's it's amazing. It straight
0: up looks like it's from Build-A-Bear. That's literally a -A Build-A-Bear to-go case. It probably
1: is. Yeah. Cheryl notices the bug bites all over Tabitha's arms and calls her Tab-Tab. I hated it. I loved it. No, I I
0: absolutely hated it.
1: Um. So she and Tabitha sit down, and Tabitha explains that she basically thinks they're cursed because there's bugs everywhere. There's endless bugs. They live in an endless bug infestation. Yeah. Cheryl says that she can prepare an ancient cleansing formula for
0: Tabitha that will rid their home of bugs. I know. And then she's just like, really? Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll pay anything. Yeah, Tabitha like you just said, like, said name you your price. You just said that you couldn't afford to move, though. Yeah,
1: but you, you definitely, if you're in that kind of like mental distress, mm-hmm. you'll find a way, you know?
0: It's just weird because she's like, yes, to get rid of my bugs, I will help you murder a person.
1: I mean, basically, yeah. Like, that's the thing. is, like, Cheryl's kind of like, I need you to do me a favor and I need Jughead to be involved. And what, Jughead was just like, oh, sure, I will help it just to help Tabitha. That's why I think these are fictional characters. It has to be. Fictional characters within the
0: universe of fictional characters, and written poorly by whoever was writing these fictional characters well, because right, they Ross. have no they have no motivation. It makes no sense. But I
1: like the intrinsic evil of it. Yeah, like I think because it's supposed to be a horror, mm-hmm. and these people make those choices. It it has the implication that their moral compasses are crooked, and that they will do these things, and they will sacrifice their friends in order to maintain. And it's it's a, it's this a, it's not eldritch horror, but it has an unreality to it Mm -hmm. that I'm personally really into, but I can see how it's frustrating for people who aren't really familiar with that type of horror. Mm -hmm. But basically, you need to think of it as, like, people who, like, are
0: smiling while they murder you. Like,
1: they're insane. Mm -hmm. It's a Pleasantville type situation. right?
0: I completely understand her, like, fear that they would just follow her, too, like, even if she left, because she'd be like, no, like, they're in my sweaters, you know? They're in my shoes. Even if I took all my stuff, they would still be there. I would lose my mind. Yeah, for sure.
1: So Tabitha's all in. She and Jughead are going going to help Cheryl with something at the festival, which, which is, turns out to be murdering Archie. Yeah,
0: I think it's funny how many people are using the phrase all in, Yeah, when it's only funny when Veronica and Reggie say it, because they're taught, because they are they have a casino. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so later, Cheryl explains to her minions that she's making a senpai that will be consumed by someone strong enough that to That sounds too to much like senpai. That sounds too much like senpai. You know what? I don't need you to say these things Okay. Okay, things sorry, Yep. Yeah. It will be consumed by someone strong enough to shoulder the weight and sins of the entire town. You had to say senpai. I'm so sick of you. Anyway, Cheryl's baking, but there's like no oven nearby. Like, I love the theatrics of this where she prepares the whole thing in front of them, but they're not in the kitchen. Yeah. They're just not in the kitchen. Yeah. Betty tells Archie that Cheryl is definitely up to something with her festival, so they should probably go because while Cheryl is busy, distracted, hosting, Betty can snoop around Thornhill and find out what the tea is. So I'm like, has Betty already made the deal with the devil? That's my question. I don't think she has yet, but I think there's a point in which she does. Okay. Yeah. So, they arrive at the festival the next day. Mm-hmm. They see Fangs and Tony's baby has been magically cured without Doc Curdle's help, and yeah. it's not suspicious at all.
0: Mm-hmm. And then they say they're going to go milk
1: goats, yeah. and I'm like,
0: why would you want to do that? Mm-hmm. So, an- yeah, so Anthony's better, and they got help from the doctor. And so they're like, oh, did you get help from the doctor? And they're like, no, oh, no, we found our own we found alternative our own thing. And, and you like, know, what the kind first of time-
1: anti-vaxer bullshit?
0: <laughs> the first time I'm watching, and I'm just like, oh, the woods thing. But then I realize that they're both looking at each other, being like, we're talking about killing you in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Okay, gotta go. We're gonna We're go, gonna build go build the milk goat. the goat. <laughs> what? Alright. So then she goes, good luck, Archie. So everyone knows about the pie already. Like everyone knows about the plan already. Everyone
1: at I this festival knows that they're about to murder yeah. Archie.
0: So here's the part that bothers me about this scene is that Betty's just like, seeing that baby baby made me so excited to see I have a line for that. Baby.
1: It says Betty gets weirdly horny
0: to make a baby with Archie again. It's just that she's like, I'm so excited to do that. And so I'm like, Okay. At this point now we're getting to the point of we're being dishonest now. Because before well before we were saying, hey, what if we adopted, you know, we're trying to make our way up to that conversation about her not being able to conceive. Oh right, because she
1: wants to be a parent with him and not have his baby.
0: Mm -hmm. But A lot of the time she also does just say, I want to have your baby. Yeah. Listen, it's unclear, but we're just going to let it go. I just felt like in the scene she was, like, starting to be, like, dishonest about being, like, hey, let's conceive a child. Now And now she's just kind of, like, instead of being, like, I'm trying to talk to you about it, but I don't know. And now it's just, like, I'm lying to you. Yeah. So I guess that's a good point that, like, maybe she has been, like... Was she was she convinced when she went to Cheryl's house because she already knew that she was barren and so Cheryl and Betty had that conversation then? I think Or yes. did Cheryl and Betty have that conversation when Betty was snooping around her house. But Cheryl was out here. So Yeah,
1: I think it's the first one because Betty when he walks away. Puts her hands on her stomach, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so you know that this is possible. Yeah, no, I
0: agree. I think that it did happen earlier than it And happening. she's, like, clearly
1: gone insane.
0: Crazy insane, yeah. because she's, like, like, just what's confusing about this is that she's just, like, I definitely want to have his baby, but I don't care if he's around for after that, you know? exactly. Because like, well, he's, he's he he done something him. noble. Yeah. It's just, like, you love him. You want to spend time with him. This makes, like, it's just weird. They're insane. I'm hoping to like next episode more. It seems a lot more up my alley. Mm-hmm.
1: So I've just like resigned myself to the fact that this is never going to make any sense. So I'm just going to laugh at it. Yeah. Cheryl asks Ronnie what she and Reggie's ship name is going to be. I will only accept Veggie. Yeah. How about you don't like Veginald? No! Because now it sounds like Vaginal. Yeah, it's not good. That's what you want? And we already had Phallus. Can we not? Yeah. So Ronnie explains that, you know, they might not be together for long because Reggie is insecure and keeps comparing himself to Archie and I'm like since when? That did not not happen.
0: And that's not fair. You didn't give him an office. You don't trust him. You don't respect him. Also, what did that have to do with Archie? Yeah. That had nothing to do with Archie. Well, it's because like he's been weird about Archie in the past.
1: But, like, nah, I call bullshit. Okay. Cheryl says that she can help Ronnie. Yeah. And I guess Ronnie is like, that's a deal I can take because then Archie won't be a problem anymore. Yeah. So Jughead runs up to Barchie and he's like, oh my god. Tabitha has been making pancakes for 18 hours, but no one wants to eat them with me in the pancake eating contest. So Archie, will you do this with me?
0: All of these challenges are one-on-one. Like, 1v1. Everyone else is like, like, no one else wants to No one to else wants to,
1: like, I would be like, sweet, I get to eat a couple pancakes, yeah,
0: they're especially
1: they're pop dates pancakes. yeah,
0: and they're free to be in the I, like i I would just take my time just to eat some pancakes. Yeah. Like I just got a bunch of free pancakes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe you have to sign something that says you're not doing that. Oh, probably. (laughs) Maybe.
1: So Archie's like, okay, fine, I'll go do it. Mm -hmm. So Betty's going to go sleuth. Yeah. Jughead and Archie go head to head at the pancake eating competition. Jughead actually loses to Archie by three pancakes. Yeah. When Archie wins, Jughead turns to him and he's like super friggin' intense. And he's like, you're like a brother to me. I love you. And I'm like, you have not had a relationship on this show. The entire show. Yeah. But okay. Yeah.
0: I like the Tabitha and Pop are running the contest. And I'm like, I hope Pop is not in on it. Cause I didn't see Pop's him there. Pop's definitely in on it. You They're think? all in on it. I like it was a huge group group scene at the end there that I was like, I'm sure everyone's here. But now I'm like, I didn't look specifically for Pop. Um, let's pretend. He, let's pretend he's not in on okay. it. Okay, he's the one pure person mm-hmm. in the town. Yeah. Why isn't Pop eating this sin pie? Oh my god. So I guess Jug threw this contest, but like had to keep up with Archie to make it look like natural, like look like I tried my best. Yeah. If Jug had loves Archie so much, why are you going along with this?
1: Because his relationship with Tabitha means more to him.
0: I okay. I don't buy it. I buy that his relationship with Tabitha means more to him than his relationship with Archie because they don't hang out. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that it means so much to him that he would help murder Archie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, it makes no sense that everyone would let Cheryl kill Archie to fix just to fix their little petty problems. Not all of them are like not all of them are petty, you know, but Compared to Reggie, murder? Reggie, problems
1: are frigging petty. But compared to murder? Yeah. These mean nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cheryl, like, in this, like, tiny little scene, basically Cheryl tells Alice and Frank that she can cure their PTSD. How? I don't know. But she's like, well, we can- you can move forward as a couple. And I'm like, are you gonna wipe their
0: memories? And, like, Frank, like, looks really, like, concerned about it, and then he, like, nods, and I'm like, you would not do this! No. You would not do that! That doesn't make any sense! Listen, anything from MILF. Yeah. It makes no sense, and, but I also noticed that Dagwood and, uh, Juniper are like, in little costumes, like Dagwood is dressed up as a scarecrow. He's so oh my cute. god, I didn't
1: even pick up on that yeah. being
0: Dagwood and Juniper. Yeah, because well, I assumed so because they were on either side of it. Never. That makes perfect sense. Yeah,
1: they're watching uh, Archie go head to head with Reggie at a log cutting competition, mm-hmm. which Archie wins. But then Ronnie says to Reggie that he was supposed to throw it. Yeah.
0: So I guess they're like, she told Reggie we're gonna kill Archie. Well, it's weird because I th- she's like, you won't have to worry about Archie after tonight, right? So it feels like, hey, Reggie, there's a plan. Can you throw this competition? Exactly. And but he didn't know that they were killing Archie. I don't know. I don't know. But um, it's a Monet. It's a mess up. Club. Archie has to compete in everything. Yeah, Archie they like, literally did, didn't he even want to go. show off KJ's muscles. It's just like if if Archie didn't go, then who would like? That's why. I mean, you're you're right. Betty's the one who said no, no, no. We're definitely going. Right. So you completely convinced right. Convinced she then. she is yeah. already convinced by then. Yeah. Um. What else we got? Uh, the axe throwing, I think, is next.
1: Oh yeah, in the final contest, Betty volunteers to go head-to-head with Archie at the axe throwing contest. Betty tells Archie that she found something big on Cheryl while she was sleuthing and she'll tell him at home later. She then wins the contest and Cheryl declares her the winner of all the events, even though Archie won,
0: like, literally all of them. Mm-hmm. Betty gets a crown and Archie's handed his cursed pie. Even if Archie had one, they would have been like, okay, Betty gets a crown as a consolation prize and Archie wins this pie. Like, exactly. either way, Archie was winning yeah. this pie.
1: So, later Later, Betty explains to Archie that the Poppets are actually fertility dolls. I don't think that they are. They can put the doll under their mattress and make a baby because this is a huge Pregnancy King episode. She tells him that she needs him to have his energy. So she he needs to eat the pie for all the weird sex they're about to have. And then she sticks her fingers in the pie and then puts it in his
0: mouth. So I yeah, I had to watch it. that. I hated it. So they're like, we'll put it under the mattress. And then they don't even boink on the mattress. It's on the table, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess it works. Um, I think it's really funny that she's like, I'm trying to get you to eat the pie. And he's like, can we not eat the pie? And she literally like, looks him straight in the face and goes, You're no. The pie. Yeah. No. He's like, can we skip the pie? She goes, no. no. <laughs> like, she won't let him not eat the pie.
1: Yeah, But um, then he only eats... One, One bite. bite. Like that's it. Like, is that all you need? I kind of figured it would have to be like she you should gotta have eat the whole pie. Stuffed
0: it in his face. No, he's like, I'm full of pancakes. Yeah, please. I'm I'm going to have the worst bowel movement of my, oh my life god! in a couple of hours. I can't also eat this pie. Good thing he dies. Yeah. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> so Archie and Betty. Oh my are- god. What when you die your bowels empty out. It's true they do. I know that was gross. Thank you so much for sharing that. I didn't (laughs) want to hear it. pooped his pants. I wish he could not be talking right now.
1: Oh, he nasty.
0: <laughs> Archie pooped his pants.
1: Shut up. Okay. Archie and Betty are in bed together, but then Archie's phone rings and suddenly Betty isn't there. She's the one calling him, but it's not her. It's Kevin calling. I think this is a look at the other universe. Mm. Um, yes, because you
0: hear the ticking again. Yeah, exactly. So it's like every time Archie's asleep, then he gets like a dream of the other. Like maybe Archie's in a coma from the blast. Oh, maybe. And this is all Archie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe he and, Be- he and Betty are in like
1: some shared coma. or something, because we get perspectives that aren't theirs. Yeah. Why is Archie dreaming about Alice and Frank (laughs) dating? He he just really ships for Alice. Archie's like,
0: and then Fangs and Tony have issues with their baby. (laughs) And then Doctor Colonel Jr. tells my girlfriend she can't have children. Like,
1: and also I really want to have a baby with my girlfriend.
0: Yeah. That's why everything is so like horny. Is it's his his version of Betty. Oh, Archie's god. like, oh my god, Cheryl, I'm not a virgin.
1: No crap, that's okay. We'll we'll get there. We'll go yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Kevin calling and saying that Cheryl and the others have Betty at Thornhill and they're gonna perform some kind of weird maple ritual. If I was yes, Archie Maple
0: ritual. <laughs> if I was Archie, I'd pick up the phone and I'd be like, Betty, and he's like, No, it's me, Kevin. I'd be like, Leave me alone. Yeah, like please you stop keep calling, calling me. me. Every Leave time me you alone. call me, it's bad news. Yeah. <laughs> So
1: Archie arrives at Thornhill and everyone is in weird matching like midsummer outfits. Did he just run the whole way? I'm pretty sure. Betty and Cheryl are in pretty dresses, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to complain about. Cheryl kind of looks like the May Queen. Or no, Cheryl looks like a witch. Betty looks like the May Queen. Like mm-hmm. she's all done up in flowers and stuff. It's kind of like what Lily wore in the Met Gala, but bigger. Mm. Cheryl explains that things are bad and they can make a sacrifice to make things good again. Like that's literally it. It has to be the right kind of sacrifice. And Archie is like, but I'm not a virgin, so you can't sacrifice me. And Cheryl's like, that's awkward. I know you're not a virgin. Yeah.
0: At first, he's just like, well, you can't sacrifice Betty. And she's like, oh, Don't worry about it. We uh, won't be
1: doing that. She says it has to be the right kind of sacrifice. And Mm -hmm. Archie says, well, they can't sacrifice Betty. Right, right, right. And Betty tells him that a miracle occurred and they conceived a baby, a son, and creepily explains that he'll grow up to be the Maple King just like his father.
0: How do you know? How do you know that- Like, how do you even know that you conceive? That's the thing is that it's just like- Magic. She's like, I took a first response and it told me that I have to wait like a month before I know anything. But so I just know it in my head. I literally,
1: like- the thing is, Lily totally kills this moment where she yeah. like, goes from like being like very sweet, like kind mm-hmm. of like yeah. odd sweet into being like crazy unhinged. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a, it's good acting. It's good acting. She's good.
0: I mean, like, you know, I can tell that like most of these actors are like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this. Except for maybe Cole, who's having a great time. I think Cole um, and
1: Lily are having an okay time doing it. Yeah.
0: But like even, you know, they're like, if I have to do this, then I guess I'm going to sell it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheryl explains that women can't be sacrificed because they are the ones who bear children, but men can be because their blood is seed that will nourish the soil.
0: Disgusting. Again, a lot Disgusting. of really
1: bummer imagery happening Disgusting.
0: Here. I hate it. They
1: needed someone who has a pure heart, not a virgin. Mm-hmm. And that we... Oh, yeah. At one point, we have to hear Archie actually declare that he's not a virgin. <laughs> and I'm like, imagine telling your past kid self while she's reading Archie comics that he's about to say, I'm not a virgin. Yeah. Like, I just cannot even... I'd be heartbroken. Again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so in the background of this scene, uh, Nana Rose is holding baby Julian. He's She's holding the Julian doll. Okay, so we have to deal with that asshole again. Yeah. Great. I didn't notice that. I'm angry now. Mm-hmm. At least I think it was this scene. I just saw a screenshot of it on Twitter. I think oh, okay. no context for i Riverdale posted it, and I was like, oh, I didn't even see that one. I saw the Chuck one, but not- and the Vegas one, but not this one. I don't like it. Me neither.
1: So Cheryl says that a king will die for his queen, and everyone is on board with killing Archie, including Uncle Frank, which- And Archie Jugs. So betrayed by. Yeah. I just think it's so funny to hear the phrase, even you, Uncle Frank. (laughs) Uncle Frank. (laughs) Stupid. And, like, while Archie's really busy trying to come to terms with the fact that everyone around him thinks that it's okay for him to die, Ronnie just knocks him out. Yeah.
0: I think it's funny. He's like, oh, Uncle Frank. Oh, no. And, like, listen, is Fred a sexy name? Not really. Is Frank a sexy name? No. But it's really funny to hear Alice be like, listen up, Frank. Frank. And do this, like, whole, like, sexy monologue about how, like, she's super into him. She wants him to, be like, be in his bed. And she's like, is that okay with you?
1: Frank,
0: Frank. <laughs> and it's like, oh well. Wait. Isn't Frank the name that Doing the Rock Johnson had in uh, in Jungle Cruise? Because he was like Francisco or something. Yes. Yeah, and she just kept calling him Frank, and I'm just like. In Ellie oh Bud's God. voice, it doesn't sound as bad. It's true, it's true. So yeah, Veronica okay. knocks him out.
1: So when Archie wakes up, he's one, tied to post, mm-hmm. two, has had a bunch of runes carved into his skin, and three, is wearing an antler crown.
0: Yeah, honestly, I like it better than Roan's crown on The 100 I'm gonna
1: go ahead and say same. Yeah,
0: at least it fit. Roan's crown looked like um, it was his dad's, and his head is much smaller than his dad's. That's T. Yeah. So
1: in the world's absolutely longest death, yeah. Cheryl stabbed him, He's and like, <laughs> KJ makes it so weird. He's like, <sighs> Like, Sam is like, why was that death, like, kinda sexual? I agree!
0: <laughs> it's because he, like, knit his eyebrows in that way. Yeah, and then and he I was, was like, like I'm feet He was he making some weird sounds, too. Sir, I don't need to see, I don't need to, like... The word "penetrate" won't leave my brain oh, right now. Oh, please don't! But, it's but like, yeah, like he
1: is being penetrated. He is with a, by knife. a knife. Yeah. Okay, but my favorite part of this is that so Cheryl like. Cuts him open, but it's like under his yes, rib, for sure. and then pulls his heart out, and I'm like, that's not where not that's not that where that is. Um, and then I was like, okay, well maybe it's like you're going under the rib and stuff, mm-hmm. and then it was just like none of this makes sense. But they can't be gory because it's a CW. It's yeah, not like it's, it's actually Netflix. It's
0: true. And then when the, you like see him in the background and there isn't even a hole where his heart would be, and no. I'm just like, I'm confused. Yeah, like it just bothers me because baby, like Betty just wants the baby, and I'm like, who cares? Let's just kill the dad. Like it just yeah, all
1: right because he's made a noble sacrifice. Yeah. So
0: anyway, Cheryl walks away and she walks
1: to like this circle and she's holding his beating heart because it's still beating for and some reason.
0: Just and everyone
1: dances. I'm not kidding. Everyone in the scene just dances. It's so funny. They're like doing these weird like, woo! Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So later, Jughead is standing in front of the Rivervale sign mm-hmm. in his Twilight Zone era. And, and now he-
0: it says something else.
1: Yes, it does. He tells us that Archie was born in Riverdale 25 years ago and died in the shadow town of Rivervale. Mm-hmm. And that everything is just getting started.
0: Yeah. So, first of all, instead of saying the town you'll never want to leave, now the sign says the town with heart, which is funny. Okay? I'll give them that. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is the scene that finally made everything sort of click into place. Because he said Shadow Town. Because he said it's like a shadow town or a shadow realm or something, right? Rivervale. And so, like, I just wish that we had explained this a little bit more at the beginning of the episode so that it wasn't just confusing the whole time.
1: I mean, I agree with you.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: I feel like we had to get here Yeah. eventually. Honestly, a lot of it was very confusing. Yes.
0: So now we're gonna go to segments. My first segment is which character needs a hug the most, and I'm going to give it to Frank before he, um you know, is an accomplice in murder.
1: Oh, it's not Archie's
0: Uh, dead ass? Well, that's the thing. I thought Archie was too obvious. I don't want to hug a dead Okay, okay, all right, okay. I (laughs) see what you're saying. Yeah, so I'm going to give it to Frank.
1: And my segment is which milk was the most badass. I guess Alice for saying what she wanted. And what she wanted was a beefy bearded guy. Yeah. I get it.
0: Um, So even though Sam isn't here, she told us what her answer would be for her segment, which is what is Sam shipping the most? Um, And she said it would be both Frank and Alice and Betty and Archie. Yeah. 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 You know, we have, on the aficionados, been very vocal about our support of Veronica and Reggie, but they are just, like, deeply were not healthy in this episode, so they don't get No, they, they were the just kind of weird. And my other segment is, is chick dead or what? I don't know. No? Yeah, who's to say? I don't know.
1: Who knows what happened to that funky little guy?
0: And now it's time for our best line award. My best line award goes to Jughead for... Ah! Ooh, what the hell? I love the way he says, ooh! It, I think it's, it's funny. funny. I think it's funny.
1: And mine goes to Cheryl for... Really, you and Archie are just too
0: much. I mean, I get it. I'd be obsessed with me too. And now really quickly, I'm going to go through what we got from the trailer. Um, There isn't too much because they're just tiny little trailers. But this one feels like a very different genre. Uh, so we say, hey, it's time for a ghost story. And so I was like, is each episode its own alternate universe? Is each episode its own canon? I don't know. But either way, Archie is not in the trailer. So is Archie dead? I think, what was it that you said that what if all the first four episodes are, like, each of the core four getting murdered, and then the fifth episode, they all come back. Sam said that. Oh, Sam said that. Yeah. Um, that maybe each of the core four get murdered in each episode and then at the end they come back because I just can't imagine having the hundredth episode without Archie in it.
1: Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be like how each of them die. And yeah. then I'm wondering if it's like when they die, they go back to the regular universe or something.
0: Maybe? Okay. That's so, my,
1: that's my guess. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we see Cheryl in a creepy veiled dress and it reminds me of the holiday Sherlock episode. Did you watch that one where they went back in time or they, it was like set in. Back when Sherlock was actually written? Uh, no. I gave up on Sherlock. Oh, I didn't. But basically, like, the evil ghost is wearing, like, this big veiled dress, so it reminded me of that. Okay. Okay. Cheryl is holding in her creepy veil dress a baby. So baby Anthony, I assume, or we expedite Betty's entire pregnancy and it's Betty and Archie's baby. I don't know. Uh, I think it's that one. Yeah. If that's even true, even if she had a baby or even if she was pregnant in the first place. Um, I noticed that Reggie is back in his Letterman jacket. Is that something oh, yeah. you wear after you graduate? <gasps> I didn't even notice that. Yes. We see Jughead reading comics. Tabitha says, why didn't you tell me the truth about this place? Over us seeing a blurry photo of Jughead and Tabitha in like 80s or 70s style outfits. Might um, be kind of cool. Then we're, they also say the words murder-suicide, and we see Tabitha maybe killing Jughead with a hammer. So this might be the Jughead episode. He had it coming. In which Jughead's dead. Yeah, this is weird, but it seems more speed than the last, more my speed than whatever this last episode was. So. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. My music is terminal by Good News Tunes. And thank you to of course Sam for hanging out in her room uh, and working during this podcast. She's nice. I like her. That's
1: my baby. Oh, if you're so kind, please leave us a nice review on
0: on I guess Apple Podcasts or wherever you yeah, listen. Yeah, wherever you yeah. listen. If you're a fan of The Hundred, we talk about that show too. Um we did seasons 4 to 7 as they were airing. Um and now we are going back to do the good old days, uh well, filled with spoilers. Um and so right now we're doing season 3 and we're going backwards to uh to finish with season 1. You like punishment. I I like completion. I like completionism. Like it's we got to do the you whole did. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm with you, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. We were just lucky that we ended up liking Riverdale when we we decided to do a podcast on Riverdale before it came out.
1: That's true. And we didn't even like the first season. We didn't even
0: like the first season, and we we were just going to give the second season a try, and then if we didn't like the second season, we weren't going to keep going. But we loved the second season because it's the best season. Thank you. I mean, listen, are you going to see me arguing?
1: No. No. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we'd like to talk about that show too. We just, we're done season three. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we're all caught up until the new season starts, and I'm very proud of us for that.
0: So you can feel free to check out our... uh, uh, backlog of every single episode of stranger things and when season four comes out we are gonna be posting our like first reactions and stuff so oh, I'm
1: so excited yeah catch
0: up uh if you're a fan of lost we like to talk about that show too uh, I mentioned it a little bit this episode but we are in the back half of season three it is our longest and most big brain podcast we have uh guests over there and it's spoiler free until a spoiler section at the end so if you want to watch along with us you can and you should it would be my honor
1: yeah I I I think you should Thank you. That's my opinion. Yes. Okay. You can follow The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Rebobly, YouTube, but mostly Twitter, and Robin makes gifts of her favorite line awards on Tumblr, and she works very hard on those, That's so true. please give them a like. Thank you so much.
0: Our Patreon, like I said earlier, is patreon.com slash The If you like what we do here, please consider donating because ugh, it is expensive what we do, and we'd really appreciate that. Uh You guys are the best. Thanks. If you can't do that, recommend us to a friend. That'd be great. Yeah. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter
1: at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. The next episode is episode 602,
0: Ghost Stories. I think this is what it's referencing. Forgot to look on the Riverdale wiki about this. Like, I do every time. Hold on. Oh, I see. So I'm just looking at the trivia on uh, on about this episode on the Riverdale wiki. It says, the plot in the Maple Harvest Pe- Festival take from the tie-in novel Riverdale the Maple Murders. What?
1: Yeah. We should have probably read that.
0: Yeah, I usually do, but I forgot to do it this time. And then let me see. Sometimes it says on the wiki what it's specifically uh, referencing. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't on this one, but the one that I assume that it's referencing. Ghost Stories is a 2017 British anthology horror film written and directed by Jeremy Dyson and Andy Nyman based on their 2010 stage play of the same name. It stars Nyman reprising his role from the play as a man devoted to debunking fraudulent psychics. Who is tasked with solving three unexplained paranormal events? Uh, I don't Paul- remember
1: if I've seen this. It's
0: interesting sounding. Paul Whitehouse, Alex Lothar, and Martin Freeman co-star as the individuals who attest to the supernatural encounters. That sounds pretty cool. I don't, I don't know if I've seen that, which is shocking. Oh, interesting. All right, <laughs> see ya <you> next week. <laughs> what was that? Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. bye.